This episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, where adventure begins. Check out their website at gamersinlehigh.com. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Welcome yeah. to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio, where it's Monday. Monday. And yeah. We've Monday. stepped into the time machine that was the other room that Adrian was in. And <laughs> fired up the Pikachu, and now it's Monday. Oh, man. Wow, with that yeah. said, this is Revan. Start off the show on a good note, right? A right. <laughs> couple good notes. <laughs> did you say your name? Yeah, I did. Yeah, you did, oh, he did like in the middle of a lab. Okay. Uh, hey, this is Wardrew. And yeah. we've got Adrian and Dennis from yeah. UGeek Media. Yes, they were here Thursday, and they walked through the door with us. What they, so, didn't, what they didn't realize, they got totally screwed on their weekend, because they came in on a <laughs> Thursday, and now it's Monday. And they, I know. They're yeah, really it, mad at us. Yeah, yeah, it's really throwing me off. However, with that said, you know, they work to, you know, tomorrow's Tuesday, yep. then it's Wednesday, and you got Fan X, so hey. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to wait that long. I know. I it's crazy. It. It's just a couple days away. It's like two days away. It is. It's Monday. Right it now. is. It's yeah. Monday. Two days away from now. So, and uh, we'll be there. You Geek will be there. And uh, hopefully you'll be there and have some fun and meet some celebrities. Meet Matt Smith. Maybe watch the Cora hit the ground as she faints. And have some fun on the panels. Probably. Yeah. She's going to faint. Keep your video. Keep your cameras ready. Are you going to go to this panel? And when he says, do you have a question? You're going to go, can I just have a hug? You oh should. You totally should. Oh and we need some video. Everybody does that. That's all they yeah. do. It's just a big old line of hugs. The, the, the first question is always. I don't can know. I'm thinking about this. <laughs> okay. Can I have a hug? All right. Oh, okay. She's gonna get all teary eyed again. That's awesome. Okay, so uh, Thursday we talked about some feedback. We're gonna talk about that a little bit more because we had to jump, rush through some things because. Uh, you guys arrived, and we had to switch gears. Oh, between shows, we did get a piece of feedback that said, hey, how about you finish your segments? Did we really? No, really. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, <laughs> did now. <laughs> hmm, I wonder if that came in well, from... These are our segments, and we'll do whatever we want to with them. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, this dungeon call is taken over by Dennis and Adrian. <laughs> yes. Occupy dungeon crawlers. <laughs> so what else did you want to bring up? Because we were covering that. Oh, so should we just dive right Let's into it? Let's dive right into it now, and then okay, we'll do cool. some other fun stuff. Look, so, so uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just wrap it up by saying that in uh, our Thursday show, we talk about kind of the negative feedback. It, it's good that we got it. Um, obviously, we, we addressed the issues with uh, audio. Most of that's been cleaned up. I think I would say for the vast majority of our audio issues are gone. Um we talked about lack of content and how that is changing. Yes. Uh, we're going to continually drop 
a lot. Are you snoring? He's growling. We're gonna try to hear some, make you feel better with some noise. Nice, <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> just, just be a really loud, obnoxious person screaming in the background because that's what we had a lot. So, hey, um, where's so, my ginger? <laughs> where's my teeth? <laughs> so, <That> um, <laughs> wow. Um, we we talked about content, and so just know that we are continually coming up with ways uh, to bring more content to you. All of that will be driven through uh, DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. So the website yes. is up, which was another piece of feedback, right? That our yes. website changed a bunch. It looked really funky and nasty for a while. For a while, it just disappeared off the internet yeah. altogether. Like, Poop. yeah, it like fell through the webs, man. But <laughs> it's back. Hopefully it looks okay. I like the look of Someone it. Someone casted a disenchant spell and it just yeah. vanished. <laughs> and so, and I think it's pretty functional. And you will just see more and more content going through the website, um, you know. And so you you've got us now. You can go to dungeoncrawlersradio.com forward slash dcr dash crew. Yeah. And you can meet the four of us. And and so that's a bit of a change too. Well, right? technically, you're looking at. A picture of us and reading about us, you're not actually meeting us. But you can do that at Fan X yeah. or at LTUE. Yeah, so we will be at conventions. If you're here uh, and there's possibility that we're Drew will be making an appearance at Gen Con. So uh, more to come on that. But uh, locally, we have Fan X 2015. Then we have LTUE. We may have SaltCon potentially. Hey, SaltCon, give us a call or email us at info. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just leaving that to Dennis. Okay, Dennis has got us. We'll um, just hang out there. And, and we'll be at more conventions and, and more events in Utah um, throughout the course of the year. So let's get on the good stuff. All right. Good stuff is yeah. most people, I would say the vast majority of people that wrote in, so they love Gamer Forge, um, uh-huh. which is exactly why we chose Gamer Forge to be our breakout segment to kind of anchor our Monday show. Yes. Right? This has yeah. kind of been the heart and soul of the show for quite a while. Yep. Um, and I think this really gets to the core, uh, the core fan base that we have. Um, so Gamer Forge is, if you don't know, if this is your first time listening, it's just a way for you to email us at GamerForge at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com and ask us questions that are stumping you with your role-playing games. Um, could be a DM side question, it could be a player side question, could be a meta question, it could be about how do you tackle a problematic player at your table. Um, you know, I usually stick a pencil in their leg or shove a D4 up their nose or something like that. But Wow, when have we become uh, so mean? Well, you haven't. I'm just, I'm no, just being mean. I'm mean. I, I um, just do it through the words of my role-playing adventure. <laughs> so, so that's Gamer Forge, and that's going to be the Anchor Bar Monday show. So that's really good feedback. People love it. Yeah. Um, so it seems that um, people love our interviews. You know, we do. And why not? And we do pull some pretty high-ranking interviews. Now, full wow. disclosure, full we will fully admit that we kind of botched our last interview with Bob Salvatore, R.A. Salvatore. That was probably the worst-sounding audio show we had of 2014. Yeah. Um, that I can remember. Yeah. Um, well, and it was, it was with our most highest. It was yeah. our highest profile interview of the yeah. year. But it was not on purpose. It was not on purpose. Not no, on that no. was that was and, a, and a, a internal microphone on a laptop was on. Yeah. We, and picking up everything. everything. We had some technical issues, um, and we had to switch laptops at the very last minute for that show and mm-hmm. then the laptop we switched to didn't have all the settings right in yeah. skype and so skype activated the onboard microphone of the laptop 
and it like, I mean, it picked up. It was horrible, and Bob said it, and so we know that. So, anyways, just know that we uh, we have a awesome lineup and potential uh, interviews I'm set for this year. With Bob, right now, yeah. for him to come back on, and Tracy Hickman, uh, will probably be, and Brandon Sanderson as well. Yep. And then we will be more than likely hearing again from Dan Wells, Larry Correa, and several others. Let alone well, we got, everything we're picking up from Fan I, I would like to. I'd like to. Uh, Get a bug in Howard Taylor's ear too, because he's got he's gonna have a. Uh, oh, we can get Howard anytime. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's gonna he have a Kickstarter launching, right? Yeah. So, um, so we should get him on or on his Kickstarter. Actually, launch. I should email him now. Um, so we've we've had great interviews. I mean, we yeah. had um, we've already had uh, Whiz Kids on for uh, uh, Attack Dragon Dragon Attack Wing, right? And yeah. So, uh, we're gonna keep the interviews going. If that's the one thing that I think people should know by now is we have some geek cred and we usually yeah. get pretty good interviews. And then we also really love to support uh, up and coming fantasy and sci fi authors and game designers. So we get the we get the heavy hitters in, but we also love to to get people in who are maybe self published and mm-hmm. showing a different aspect of the writing. Uh, uh, industry, or we like to get people who are starting something new and working their way up. Yeah. So, um, so hey, geek cred was actually one of the comments. Someone said you guys have serious geek geek cred because which of, is awesome. Yeah. So so <laughs> because thanks. we do. Otherwise, you geek media wouldn't be sitting at our table. Your initials are Z. <laughs> your initials are Z A, and we appreciate it. Z A. Um, we're dependable, right? That was another thing that we were dependable, and it seemed like. Uh, dungeon crawlers cared about their fans, uh, which well, we do. We do. not gonna lie about that. We can say that, and they, I mean, it's it's easy to say. Oh, you're just saying that, but you know, there's there's a lot of personal stuff that goes on. We've got four people and four lives to deal with, and um, we always make sure that somebody is here and that somebody is um, is going to be able to make the show happen. And even yeah. if that's Joe's here, and I'm calling in while in an airport, maybe after a pint or two on a three-hour layover, whatever. But we're we're always here, you know, and we're always going to have a show for you every Thursday and every Monday night. True. With the exception of one person, and that is the frog. The what? The frog. The frog? Yeah. There's just no exception. The frog, we just don't care about. Have you enjoyed listening to tonight's show? Then uh, help support Dungeon Crawlers Radio by going to www.patreon.com forward slash dungeon crawlers radio choose your level of support and join the geek revolution excellent I have no idea what you're talking about right now exactly is there a a French guy I'm supposed to to join the show or something okay it's okay don't worry about it I love you French people (laughs) so now that I've alienated four of our listeners uh... Uh, yeah we have more than that but that's okay no, I mean, that's definitely, that's always been one of our focuses. We love our listeners. We love the emails that come in for the Gamer Forge. We've appreciated all of the, the feedback. Uh, yeah, and it's great when we're out and we're at a convention or stuff, anything like that. People are like, oh, you're the Dungeon Crawlers guy, and they want to talk to us. And that's always really fun. This is an open invitation. If you ever come to an event, um, or if you're going to an event and you want to know if we will be there, most of the events we attend are going to be in Utah because that's where we're located. But we do try to get to Gen Con. We may try to get to a couple conventions in the Pacific Northwest. 
Unless there's any other convention out there that wants to bring us out, yeah, we'll we'll be there. If anybody wants to sponsor us and make sure we can get to the convention, Dungeon Crawlers will do just about anything for you at that convention. Um, um, with some exceptions. With the, I said just about anything. Drew has no scruples, apparently. No, He'll no, do no. it. If you, hey, get me to buy a hot So here's the open invitation. If you're going to a convention or you're going to something and you want to know for there, just email us, info at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com. We'll let you know. If we're going to be there, high fives and hugs for free, okay? You can come hang out with us. If we're going, I mean, don't be creepy about it, but um, if we're going to play games or if you're going to play a game, ask us, man. We'll we'll totally hang out. I'll play games with anybody. Who knows? Boy, that's weird. My my mic went out. But I was going to say, who knows? You guys could be at a convention, and we might even include you with our fiasco game or oh man you know uh shoot your friends or anything like that yeah just yeah um, just come up and ask yeah yeah i mean we're always you know obviously we have panels that we're going to be on and we have panels that we want to attend and we have interviews we need to do um but if we have downtime and, and a lot of times at these conventions it's usually after the hours of the conventions yeah. that yeah. we get together if you have a game going on let us know man we'll come hang out if we're available i, I will game with anybody yes yeah. including Little boys who walk around in skin suits. What, what the heck? The yeah. hell you are just no, you are dude. I was just gonna say our next our next Firefly, piece of... the Firefly game. Oh yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> yes yes yes. Okay. Right. So that that that's a reference. We uh. <laughs> a little of <little>, uh, <laughs> okay. Not so not like a skin tight suit, but a suit made of skin. Yeah. Somehow that makes that whole statement sound so much better though. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. But no. Yeah. But I mean, no, it's like we were playing a. I was running a Firefly game because we were w- literally walking out of the convention and Larry Korea stops and goes, hey, hey, I got a buddy that hasn't gamed in 15 years and we want to play a game. Can you run it? I'm like, I guess so. Uh, I can do a Firefly game. That's easy. And he's like, sold. We'll do it. And so we did it. And it, it, it was Larry Korea's son. <laughs> They're like... <laughs> He was sniping these guys yeah. and then he, he drug it, their bodies off and then like was it, skidding them. So, so to be fair, it was actually his sister that gave him that. That idea is true. Because he, he played a farmer's son. That's, that's who uh, Larry the McGuffreys played. The McGuffreys. Uh, wasn't very bright. And so he, <laughs> He's, he meant to say that he was out shearing the sheep. And he said skinning the sheep. And so it became the inside joke so of the game. So everyone's like, nah, what? Why what? are you what skinning you sheep? Yeah. <laughs> and so he was Sorry. like, he, he, um, he shot the, he was, he was sniping this yeah. group of bad guys. And someone said, well, what are you going to do? Go up and skin this guy? And he's like, yeah, I'm totally going to do that. Like his sister's like, you can go skin the the dead guy when he just all he wanted to do was like take his ammo or something yeah. like that and so then it just went into this thing where he just started skinning dead guys and then he <laughs> snuck up on me and the guy that i was trying to be very diplomatic with to save our lives and he jumped out of the weeds wearing a skin suit so my character was like reavers and then they just shot everyone just opened the fire the poor kid died <laughs> yeah, there there was no way he was missing yeah, you know, there's like there was a, an entire posse of like fifty guys that this other guy got. Yep. And so there was just no possibility he was getting out oh, of that alive. It was just like, okay, well, I think he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of where we wrap things up too. Yeah. So, but that was so. Um, 
yeah, so anyways, open invitation. You know, we're down to game. You can always come to Gamers in Lehigh um, and, and game here. And if we're here, we'll totally hang out and game with you as well. Um, but that's because we care, right? Yeah, we, we love our fans. For. I don't. I, I think the proof that we care about this show and our listeners was when we threw down the challenge, the first show of the year, to say, give us feedback. We could have just kept on doing what we were doing, and we would have just continued to alienate some people. We wouldn't have found these gaps and where maybe we slacked a little bit in 2014, but we're bringing it back. Yeah. So um, other than that, someone said they love Zakora, but they said it for a very... <laughs> They said it for a, a very legit reason, and that's because uh, this woman was also uh, a gamer chick or a gamer woman, depending on the vernacular you use. Zakor likes gamer chick, so I use it. Um, and she likes the fact that we have a female voice, and we love the fact that we have a, a female voice. Um, and now that people can hear that voice, because Yay, we cleaned up our sound issues, it's so fantastic. <laughs> that, that's all the feedback we got. Again... Continue to send it to us at info at dungeoncrawlersradio.com. Just know, uh, and we had a couple this week, that we're just kind of like D-baggy a little bit, right? Yeah. If you're going to be a D-bag, we're not going to consider it. Yeah, like, please, be constructive. Please. Well, yeah. I mean, we did get some really tough ones. Uh, we got really but tough ones. they also pointed out positive points. So if you're just going to go all negative, don't. No, and it's, you know what? I don't even care about giving us positive but don't just say your show sucks and I'm never listening to you again. Yeah, no. If no you're gonna say you, like if you're gonna say your show sucks, at least give us the why. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. If you put because in the sentence where you flame us and then give us a legitimate reason at why you flame us, I will take it to heart and I will consider it. But if it's just you guys suck and you're terrible and blah blah blah, well. You know, it's not worth my time. It's not worth our time. Yeah. Um, we like intelligent conversation. Yes. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just like you know messing around, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like throwing out. A sometimes it's like punching kids. <laughs> wait, wait, you guys like tell the conversation? What yeah. are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's what this shows about. Yeah. yeah. That's that's more it's than enough time, time <laughs> devoted. We don't. We did. We don't yeah, try to toot our horns. We just wanted to give the same opportunity for the positive feedback yeah. as we gave gave to the negative on Thursday show. So what are we gonna do? From this point forward. Oh, so man. Some Gamer Forge questions, and these guys can jump in. Yeah. Do, what do we want to do? Yeah, um, that's what we're here for. Are you guys comfortable answering some questions on gaming? I, I can answer some questions. Yeah. All right. I figured you guys could. Yay. All right, so you want to start off with the first one? Um, Is that the one? In, I just want to end with the last one. Is that the top one? Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Um, this is a question from Rachel McCain. Hi, Rachel. Thank you for uh, writing in. It hey, says, wow. Well, what is an improved? Yeah, it's yeah. great. It's, it's, Zakora, it's, they've really been we've been getting more and more girls, which is awesome. Right again, so that's awesome. Um, so Rachel says, "What is an improved familiar used for?" Correct me if I'm wrong, but the options for animals you can use as improved familiars all seem fairly weak. Pseudo dragons aren't really that much better than weasels. My GM says my witch should take this feat, but I'm not sure it's worth it. Is there any specific reason why I should take it? First off, Rachel, pseudo-dragons are awesome. They're like a dog that flies and has a poison stinger and will can talk to you telepathically, and they're a freaking dragon. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw that out because I've been playing Gauntlet Dark Legacy, and my boy has a flying weasel. So it's almost the same as a pseudo-dragon. Oh. Uh, 
But, but, uh, really? Yes, it can. Your weasel doesn't have a poison stinger tail. No, he, he just shoots out yeah. small little sparkly things of light that do more damage. Little, little than weasel fire. turds, just shooting out weasel turds. <laughs> they come out of its mouth. We should probably go to Joe for the answer. <laughs> what, weasel turds? No. Yeah. no. Okay. The answer to this question. Are group familiar? What are they for? What are group familiar for? Is it worth taking the feet? Uh, and why? Rarely. Because a, a lot of improved familiars are uh, for like larger creatures. Like, let's say you wanted something considerably larger, like a. You want a cat or a dog. Uh, or a dire tiger or a yeah. giant toad. Those are things you can get with an improved familiar. However, um, that's the only time I found that to be even remotely useful is if you planned on having your familiar do the bulk of the fighting for you. Yeah. And even then, it's not much better than some of the spells you would learn by the time you were able to learn improved familiar because at that point you're getting things like summon monster four or five. You're getting um, like a, huh? a fireball, lightning bolt. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Grease. Well, yeah, you should already know Grease by that point. And so if you're focusing on offensive anythings as a spellcaster, mage class, <clears throat> of anything of that sort, Improved Familiar has very limited application. It's just not... Well, yeah. not and, and one thing you also want to remember when you're summoning a Familiar, you get the type of animal in the area and surrounding you're in. So you're not going to be getting a cool tiger... If you're in some wooded forest that only has, you know, toads and squirrels and get crows. A, what, get a, a cougar. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I th maybe. <laughs> I mean, it really depends. <laughs> depends on what kind of cougar. Yeah. So, <laughs> my answer is it is yeah, worth right? it if you take a pseudo-dragon. If you don't take a pseudo-dragon. But you have to be in an area where a pseudo-dragon is. Not necessarily. Because, I mean, I think with the, just a little prior discussion with your GM and like, you just get a little... Yeah. You know, I, a little discussion Again, ahead it, of, ahead it depends on your GM. I, I was in that area when I summoned my pseudo-dragon. Okay. Yeah. Or, or, just, a, or just before I character creation. Or don't be creation. a jerk. Don't be a jerk. But with yeah. the improved familiar, you can also get like an imp, though. As well, if I remember correctly. Um, Actually, I think uh, in 5th edition, I think, I think you, you guys can actually get, get one. Yeah. I don't know. What we uh, maybe I'm thinking three five. Three five, you could get improved familiar very quickly. Yeah, like fifth yeah. level, I think. Yeah, yeah. We're talking fifth level or fifth edition now. Yeah. Did they change it? Uh, there is no improved familiar. No, there's no improved. Not familiar. yet, at least. Let, let's so, see. Let's see what the. Uh, but there are changes coming with the new with stuff the that's coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. should talk about that tonight too. Yeah. Because we don't. Yeah, have we do need questions. to put a focus yeah. on that. But um, but yeah, improved familiar is. I mean, if you if you're gonna have feats and you're focusing on stuff like offense and combat and stuff there's just better things I think a, a lot of casters I, I, so yeah, so on. rarely I I very rarely see familiars and and summon animals and uh, of any kind being a real game changer <clears throat> yeah they're not. In, in any way unless somehow you tweak the rules to break the game yeah yeah like, which I, 5 I, was notorious yeah and I, yeah one one of the people I played with a lot uh, he was a monk and he broke the grapple rules and I mean, it was just ridiculous how powerful he was, and I think that's kind of the same way with a lot of the, the summoning things. Unless you can work around the rules and break the game, they're really not all that important yeah. to mm -hmm. me. I, I've never really seen them be 
significant. Yeah. So to improve something that's already not significant seems like a waste of time to me. Yeah. yeah. Or unless you're the Beastmaster, then everything's just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Extra yeah. You're, you're, better, you you're better off spending yeah. it like on a meta magic feat, uh, yeah. like a power spell or something like Quick that. Quick or something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So in, in three, I, I took I took a pseudo dragon once, and it was really just a flavor thing. Sure. Uh, they can be some of them can be useful. Um, you can get you can get the raven you can get a raven right and then that well I guess that's just a regular familiar isn't it that's yeah, yeah. One. but anyways um, I take them for flavor um, they really can also help you like deliver touch attacks that's kind of the one thing that I've seen people use them the most for like I'm gonna take a pseudo dragon it can fly and then I'm gonna deliver a touch attack yeah and so you know that's that's really about it um, or you send your weasel in to go grab your keys weasel. and then you get out <laughs> all <laughs> right. So enough about improved familiar. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, I'll take this one. Okay. And then, yeah. So uh, this one's from Ryan Williams. Uh, about fifth edition XP calc. Is there any tool to calculate the encounter XP in D and D fifth edition? I've seen online tools to make random encounters for you, as the uh, uh, Donjon one. Uh, what I need is a tool where I can select the party level and the monster, and it will tell me. If it's an easy or hard combat encounter, and there are many things that change the way you calculate the XP of a combat, like the amount of enemies, for example, do you guys know of any? Um, I mean, really, there isn't any. No, there isn't because it's it's really hard to gauge um, what is considered challenging. So, um, I think one of the tools that we, or one of the uh, mathematical I don't know, not necessarily mathematical, but one of the um, unspoken, um, I don't know what what's the word, um, like algorithms, mm -hmm. is usually when when a challenge rating is listed as a fraction, like one yeah. fourth or one half and stuff. Those are meant to be sent in as mods. Yeah. So you, you encounter those ones in bulk, whereas you know the single number or your two digit number challenge ratings are meant to be single, a single, uh, a single person. Um, okay. But it's just it's really it was really hard to gauge because like let's like you know four gnome for four gnolls is you know can be considered really challenging even for like four fourth level characters yeah. especially with just some of the options that are available that are like if if a DM is accessing all of the tools available to them every challenge can be difficult yeah which is good and bad because I mean good in that you know. We, as adventurers, we should be having an inherent fear of what's out there. We should be a little scared of what's around the corner, and not 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 necessarily like we you know what's at the end of the street. But it's like yeah. when we go when we come over the next the crest of the next hill, and we don't know what we're gonna see. We should be like, uh, I hope it's nothing bad. <laughs> we should well, always be like well, that. Well, it's always bad in fifth edition. It is. No, it, <laughs> it is. is. But I mean, this is one thing. This is at least advice I was always told, is uh, XP is subjective. If your guys go into a fight and it seems really hard to them, just throw out a number. I mean, just say, okay, hey, 300 experience points. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, well, even, though, the, um... even though if you were to physically, you know, go through the calculations, it would maybe be 110. If it seemed really hard yeah, for them to struggle and they Don't be barely scrape through, just, you know, go ahead and wing it and give, give them a number. Uh, you don't have to be you know, the hard nose and say, oh, it's exactly this. Because, unfortunately, you know, there is no tool. Yeah. There was a tool that they, they put out with yeah. well, when everything was, yeah. was more... Well, like in, like in the fourth edition, every everything was quantified. 
Yeah, um, to the point where it was just too many numbers. And I think they kind of took the lesson from that. However, like in the uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen uh, module that they that they had, the, their first module, um, not counting the starter set, mm-hmm. but their first full module in there, they, they have recommended experience. But even then, there's a whole segment of the game, like because we're actually running that, my group's running yeah. that one right now, and there's a whole segment of the game where it's just like, you know, it's like, for, for the next, like, four game sessions, generate some random encounters and yeah. just make sure they're at this level by this point, yeah. and you're good. Okay. That's, and that's all they say. They, they, yeah. There really is nothing beyond that. So the need for a tool is, I, I think you're... Um, Probably reading into it a little bit too much. Yeah. So try, trying yeah. to look into it. That are making it easier exactly. for you, which is understandable, but at the same time, you know, have some fun with it. Yeah. That's the beauty of 5th uh, edition is that uh, it gives the DM it is, right, yeah. discretion yes. to, to do Completely some things. Absolutely. Sorry, yeah. I, I forgot the... No, I forgot no you're the fine. You're good. We got it. I mean, yeah, we got it. You know, if, you're gonna, if you want to throw an ogre at somebody because it fits the story or it just sounds cool to throw an ogre and they're level 1 or 2, just make it a young ogre. Make it a lame. Make it a really old ogre. You know? I mean, there's things you can do thematically yeah. to, to just say this is going to be an easier version of X, Y, or Z. Like if you're just out of the sky. So I used to, and I kind of know, I think I know what the question's at. I used to use the D20 SRD all the time. Yeah. For like, hey, I need this. They're going to, my, my characters are going to be in a swamp. What are all the creatures of challenge rating six that are in a swamp area? Mm-hmm. And I would use that to search to get my list and say, okay, I want this or that yeah. mm-hmm. in the encounter. And, and so and it just there were ways for that to calculate XP and that sort of thing. But they just don't have that for fifth yeah. edition. Not yet. I mean, I'm it, sure it there may are come people out. It may come out right now. Yeah, I guarantee you there are people working on it right now. I just have not gone out to look for one yet. So yeah. With that said, you might want to check back on some future episodes because I'm actually working to see if we can get Mike Merles or Jeremy Crawford back in to talk. Awesome. So get the official. Those word guys would know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, all cool. right, next one. Or if they did know, what they tell us? Yeah. All right, we're back, and we're going to jump into the next the, uh, question here. So you got that one? Drew. You just said we're back. We are. Drew. We're back from the next question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Drop it. What are you thinking? Boo-hoo. I don't know. Did you yet. just, like, zip off into La La yeah. Land and go somewhere else? <laughs> okay. I sure did. Well, so my brain got stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this fourth edition question here. So, Oh, sorry. Uh, that's Reynolds. I apologize. Uh, here we go. Um, D&D 4th Edition weapons more realistic. D&D 4E allows characters to do some extraordinary things with their weapons. You can hit a ghost without magic weapon. And in fact, having an enchanted weapon doesn't make a difference for attacking them. You can, you can hurt a gelatinous cube with an arrow. You can attack, attack an insect swarm with a spear or, again, an arrow. I understand these were made for balance's sake, but when it comes to these little details... The game doesn't feel realistic enough for my group's enjoyment, and in a sense feels too close to a video game for comfort. Is there any sort of optional rule in any book that makes it different? S. Reynolds, I have the question, the answer for you. It's because it was made to be a video game. Yes. It was modeled very, very closely yes. after a video game. That is why, I mean... Wow, this, that was such a video game. I know. That's not a big enough hint. <laughs> I mean, that is one of the biggest things I hated about 4th edition, is because... Yes, you could damage a gelatinous cube with an arrow. It's a gelatinous cube. You throw an arrow at it, it's doing nothing to it. You know, 
Gelatinous cube is like the most terrifying thing. It is when it D&D. swallows you. It, yeah. it truly is. But an arrow does not hurt. It. Well, I I know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I and, threw a shovel at one, once. <laughs> <laughs> and then I ran. And the fact that you can hit a goat without a magic weapon. I mean, fourth edition was broken. They designed it literally because there are so many MMORPG players out there that they wanted to pull those people wow, in. Wow, really? That's yeah. interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's the reason they designed yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that was the whole mechanic behind it. Yeah, and so that is why it is so... Wow. Wow. Like, giving me this look. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. That's why it is <laughs> like... Picking up what I'm putting down. That's exactly okay. why it's that way. That's why you're feeling that way. If you want... <clears throat> If you want something different, go to 5th edition. Hey, really. 10 million subscribers can't be wrong. That's right. <laughs> or can they? Or can yeah. they? Yeah. Wait, really, I would say if you want some realistic weapons, go to 5th edition. If you want to stay with 4th edition, then make it so that they have to be enchanted or magical weapons to hit uh, a ghost. Well, uh, Hold up. You know. Hold up. Let, let, uh, let Zakora uh, ask okay. her a question. Go ahead. I just was. I just said. Uh, are you saying that this was modeled after World of Warcraft? Yes. Yes. I yeah. have no idea. So, yeah. so the, that the is exactly what fourth edition. That's was. exactly oh what. Oh my gosh. And yeah. they were trying to do, and what they were trying to pull that crowd in. Yeah. So let's is... let's not be snobby about it, but yeah. but that, no. that's exactly what it is. Is they Dungeons and Dragons said, well, three five has kind of ran its course. Mm-hmm. Pathfinder came in and like kind of took over the market there mm-hmm. um, as what was replacing three five. And so uh, Wizards of the Coast said, we, we need something different. And they looked at MMORPGs and said, well, you know, there, there are millions upon millions of people playing these games all yeah. the time. They're looking for a role-playing experience, mm-hmm. but they're so used to these huge combat maneuvers and coordinated attacks with groups like yeah. for raids and that yeah. sort of thing that they decided to build a rule system that felt like a video game in yeah. terms of how combat was handled. So, so there's there's a huge mm-hmm. emphasis like on minis and having a map on the table yeah. and, and coordinating your attacks and like half yeah. of your powers you can only use in conjunction with other people's powers and so yeah, that, the entire that's, mechanic was modeled. Yeah, and so it, and it and it did at first succeed at what it was doing. It pulled a lot of people into the game yeah. that hadn't played Dungeons and Dragons before. Um, but for the people that have been playing for years and years, it really alienated a lot of yeah. those players. Not all of them, you know. We st- we know a lot of people that play Fourth Edition now still, mm-hmm. but but that is the answer. The answer is in your question, and it is that they made it look and feel just like a video game because they were trying to cater to a new crowd of role players, mm-hmm. and they believe that if we can get this new blood in, the old blood is going to stay with us because they're D and D lovers, yeah. but. That completely backfired in their face. Well, I mean, th- yeah, it yeah. did, and they even admit that. Yes. and that's why we have fifth edition, yeah. and that's why when creating fifth edition, they focused on getting players' yeah. uh, response through the beta test. And so, how the, long did that beta test go for? It again? was like years, two years. It was like I two mean, years. Two, right? Seriously, our, our, was like our first year at Gen Con that we ever went, they announced it, and we got on board. And then the next year, they were doing it. So. It went on for quite a while. Yeah. Um, which you know, and they did a great job. They really did. Yeah. Fifth edition. Uh, but they did not expect the huge backlash they got from the old players. Yeah. You know, from the new players, yeah, it was great. It was a really good game that you could dive into, get into really quickly, and learn. But the role playing was gone. 
the fun that we all had of Dungeons and Dragons was gone, and so yeah. you know, th- and you can still get that fun, that same feel, that video game yeah. feel with Long this edition. Short, yeah, they missed the yeah. point. There, there, there was a lot more focus on Drew and Joe and Daniel and Johanna talking about how they were going to attack the ogre versus yeah. guy named Drew and Sakura and Word Drew and Revan getting in and actually attacking it, right? So yeah. a lot of it pulled back and went to this metagame level. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much focus on theater of the mind with 5th edition to really get your imagination flowing again and get you back into being in character and role-playing and not focusing on the tabletop so much. So, yeah, because for me... Dungeons and Dragons is about creating a story with a group of people. Yeah. My mom, a couple of weeks ago, was like, well, tell me about Dungeons and Dragons. What is it? You know, because she grew up in the in the age when it was weird. You got to talk to writing to my There you go. Yeah. And, and she, so she had a lot of questions, and I'm like, well, she's like, well, why do you play it? And I said, because I get to sit around with my friends, and we all have these characters that we love and we create this story and it's just awesome. And mm-hmm. I was telling her about it and I was excited about, um, you know, our game with, in the graveyard. I started telling her about the graveyard <laughs> <laughs> adventure that we had. And, um, and the creepy noise. That's why, but I totally that's why I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I can totally see, I can totally get why people didn't like Yeah. On one, on just one small final note, if you're looking for a game that does have a, a much higher level of realism in your game, you're probably um, your best bet's probably to look at Harnmaster, where thing is mm-hmm. that thing is absolutely unforgiving. Wow. Yeah. So I, I've never heard of that game. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty under the radar. It's actually quite old. It's like okay. it's been around since like the. The first one came in but if you're going to Gen Con, you might find it on the discount aisle. There's a huge shop. There's like a whole section where they just yeah, sell right. old games. Yeah, no, they, they, no, they actually, they, um, at this last year's Gen Con, they um, actually released a new, they had a reprinting of all the Hard Master books. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. so you can still find it for a moderate price, but it's very, very, very detailed and very, very realistic. So yeah. don't be surprised um, if you make the log rolls for dying I, of thirst. And don't be surprised if you suddenly walk in and then start wandering off in another direction and someone has to pull you back. Yeah. So, Happened to me there's, first there's, year. There's I was a like a kinder in a candy Oh, you're store. talking about Gen Con. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about Hard, Hard, yeah, Hard Master. Gotcha. Yep. I, uh, so I, I started playing Pendragon recently, mm-hmm. and we spent an entire night doing character creation mm-hmm. because it, it takes that long. And it was to the point where... You're, there's no experience. Well, experience is glory for your knight mm-hmm. in, in Pendragon, but you actually roll up your grandfather's life's glory and then your father's, and you inherit a percentage of each of their glory when you start. That's your, pretty cool. And it, I mean, but it's like super intense because it goes, uh, you were born in this year, your father in year 21 or what, 815 or whatever age you start at, but then you go back year by year from your grandfather, and every year... Um, the game master makes a roll to see if anything happens to their characters. And so it could be like, oh, you, you rolled this number, so something happens to your grandfather this year. Then you roll to see what it was. Was there an attack where they sit up, you know, where they held up in the stockade? And it's like, you're, so if you roll, yeah. you could seriously have a, like 30 years on your grandfather and then 20 on your father before you even get to your character. It's, oh, it's man. crazy, man. But it is it is an awesome, cool. awesome RPG. All right, let's move All on right. to the next question. Yeah, for our, okay. This is from the small gaming group out of Iowa. 
Yo, what up, SMG? Uh, AC issues with fifth edition. My question is probably a really simple question, but it has given (laughs) my gaming group a little bit of trouble. If a character is restrained or unconscious slash sleeping, do they lose any bonus from dexterity for armor class and dexterity saves? This will really help us out. Mm. Yeah, hell yeah! yeah. You don't you don't get it. You don't get it. You're flat out. Yeah, you're flat footed. You gotta talk into the. You got the. There's there's a microphone. There is a microphone in front of you. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, oh, okay. you're, well, hey, you're flat-footed, you're on your back, you don't have that dexterity. Yeah, so. if, and, and that happens if you're flat-footed or you're prone, right? You yes, don't get yep. a dexterity bonus. So, look, it's it's obvious to us because we've been playing for a very long time, but if you're just picking up 5th edition for the first time, that's a pretty solid question. Or any of the last right? couple editions. Or, or any of the last ones, because it wasn't in 4th, yeah. right? So yeah, was... sometimes I have to think of my answer and go, did they take that out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking that yeah. out. I, I, yes. I was sitting here wondering what you guys were talking about because I thought that was still a thing, but apparently it's not yeah. a thing anymore. At 3.5, you, you, got, you, got, you got to get closer to the mic. You got to get closer to the mic. You get right on it. Like, is your mic even uh, on? Uh, yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Okay. So what I was going to say is, is, is in the third edition, 3.5, whatever, you could breathe. I have to wonder if you still breathe in fifth edition. Yes. Did they take that away? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 so, you, yeah, they put breathing back in, but they took away blinking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and also just know that... Or, yeah, or, yeah, or, make a blink check. <laughs> it should also... We'll just add here because um, it could fit in along the same lines as typically. Um, well, you don't sleep in your armor unless you state that and then you wake up fatigued and, and yeah. that kind of thing. So just, just as like a side note to this question because it, it could pertain... Um, if your characters are sleeping in the armor, that's fine. If, if you're the DM and you're just okay with that, who cares, right? But if you're looking to make this a realistic experience, sleeping in plate mail or scale mail or chain mail is highly, highly uncomfortable, and your characters will wake up fatigued and diminished for the day. Yeah. I want to see a player do that, just for a night. Say, <laughs> okay, if you can do this tonight and prove to me that you are super peppy in the morning, you can do it every, every yeah. time you game. Wait, you get no real pop. person? Yeah, real yeah. person actually right. wearing you get full plate coffee, armor. A real person go, go no, to a, a jouster like yeah. Charlie Andrews or something yes. and borrow his armor and sleep, sleep in it for the night. night. And if that you are like super peppy idea. in the morning, leather, then you're game. Well, leather, right. yeah, leather you could probably do. Yes. Yeah. It's not boiled leather. Like regular leather, like leather isn't necessarily an armor unless it's boiled, right? Yeah. That's and then it's hardened or whatever. But I've seen some. Let's write Mythbusters. Yeah, let's be No, I was just going to say, I've seen pictures of chainmail bikinis, and they don't look like they'd be that uncomfortable. But... <laughs> <laughs> do you want to wear one? Don't do a lot of I'll try. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on. Um, yeah. uh, no dex bonus. No dex bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Dex I, would say, I would say, though, that, I mean, it, um, this is why parties set up watches. Yeah. So not, you know, so yeah, you're minus a couple hours of sleep, but it sure beats everyone waking up fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. But you do get a charisma bonus if you wear a chainmail bikini. Uh, okay. No. no In my game, really you do. <laughs> <laughs> I totally do. Okay. Uh, yeah. does... <laughs> Moving on. Oh man. I'm, a, I'm a little. I'm a little worried here. Subject says, does casting a ranged spell while threatened? provoke attacks of opportunity anymore um but it starts off and says okay i've been told you guys are the experts on this stuff so i'm going to throw this question your way uh under normal normal circumstances that is absent absent an ability spell or other condition that states otherwise 
A character in Pathfinder provokes attacks of opportunity for casting a spell while threatened. Characters also, again in the absence of mitigating circumstances, provoke acts, uh, attacks of opportunity for making a ranged attack. The most common example is firing a bow while threatened. Um, so, for the sake of argument, let us say that we have a wizard who casts Acid Arrow while threatened by a fighter. The fighter, thanks to combat reflexes, has three attacks of opportunity per round. The wizard has cast a spell, one provoke, then made a ranged attack while threatened as part of the spell. Does the wizard provoke just one attack or two? Do we know the answer? Yes. The Providence Gaming Nerds. So represent Providence. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's very simple. I mean, because there's only one attacker, there's only one attack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there were two, then there would be two attacks of opportunity. And so on and so forth. Yeah, so if there are two yeah. fighters or three and so forth. So this is, I mean, this is really simple. Um, it's a really good question. But it is yes. a good question because it is kind of confusing in the rules because, you know, he has three acts of uh, attack of opportunities per round. That means he can do three opportune attacks to three other individuals within that round, yeah. not just the same one. You, you can only have one attack of opportunity per target per round. Correct, yeah. And so if you're, if you're a fighter and you're surrounded by three wizards casting spells at you, you get three attacks of opportunity. Yeah, and you, you don't awesome. have combat yeah. reflexes, because by default, you right. only get the one. You only yes. get the one unless yep. you have combat reflexes. That's exactly right. So, yes, you only get one of attack of opportunity per target per round, but if you have multiple targets that are provoking that attack, maybe somebody you know walks in your... A area threat of attack range. of opportunity yeah. or threat range, then then you you know they're running through because their hair's or on fire. Out, or, yeah, yeah, there's so many things. Yep. So uh, excellent question because yes, it's a little confusing, but it is only one per target. Yeah. I just want to give props there's... to these guys for calling themselves the Providence Gaming Nerds. I love it. I mean, it's yeah. awesome. I love it. Um, you you know, get... nerd is my ban- banner of choice. I choose yeah. to be a nerd. Dennis looks like he's going to. That is shy. So, uh, so uh, back to that question though, real quick. What kind of arrow? Uh, this was an acid, acid arrow. arrow. Acid arrow. What kind of acid arrow? Uh, who, who knows? But it always I don't care if they took it. Yeah, exactly, right? Just like they had um, the floating disc, right? The tensor's the floating disc. disc. Big V's crushing fist. Yep, they just took, they took all that away. But I think, isn't it back in fifth? Didn't they add some of that yeah. stuff back Yeah, in? they did yeah, add because, some of it. Well, because well, because, because the magic came back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Be, yeah. Oh, that makes sense, right? They, yeah. Couldn't because of license. Not that you're IP. wrong for not including that. Yes, it melts acid arrow, oh, but yes. but on IP and copyright, it actually technically is not for that. Because melt yeah. is awesome. Um, I think though, with uh, using, I was expect- using the firing an arrow <laughs> um, while you're in melee, I don't know if this feat translated into Pathfinder if it made its way in there. I would say chances are pretty good because a lot of stuff went up in the Pathfinder. Um, but there's actually a feat called adjacent shot, which um, you can shoot a bow when adjacent. When, to when adjacent, so you are no longer considered. Well, you're still threatened, but you no longer provoke an attack opportunity. Yeah. Nice. I'm sure it would be in there. If not in the core book, it might be in one of the expanded. Yeah, yeah. gunpowder made it in the Pathfinder. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, that beat did. That's All right. right. That's a good point. All right, let's wrap this up with the last one. This is from the old time. Whoa! What the heck happened there? What are you doing? From the old time gamers out of Tallahassee. Old time gamers out of Tallahassee. <laughs> the subject is, how do I set up a battle with a god? Oh, All right, so hey, DCR, oh, I met oh, you guys oh, two oh. years ago at Gen Con. I've always listened to your show, but have kind of laughed a bit at these people that email on their issues because they seem so simple, and why would someone do that? 
That is at least uh, what I thought until now. I have a campaign, D&D 2nd Edition, that has been running on and off for about 22 years. Congratulations. Real life. Real life. Characters have finally reached super high level. Some are 30, multi-classes or lower. I'm prepping for the final, or the finale. finale. Excuse me. I want to set up a battle with one of their deities who has been driven mad over the course of the campaign. I have no frame of reference to set up the mechanics for the fight. I know I can make up whatever I like based on the character's capabilities and how the story has evolved. But I was hoping to get pointers so I can do this right in an enjoyable manner. Information about the setting. The confrontation will be in a plane non-native to the deity and likewise unfamiliar to the PCs. Deity will be mad and erratic, in my opinion. A deity in full control of his faculties would probably be unbeatable, so essentially there is a chance the group has. The worshippers based of the deity has shrunk considerably over time with no living followers, but it does feed off the souls of tens of millions of followers who haven't been allowed to move on. Original alignment of the deity was chaotic Sounds good. Nice. Now it's chaotic neutral slash evil. Depends if you call being driven mad evil or not. The deity is made up... Uh, is a made-up one who takes the form of a horn, of horned animal, usually an eight-legged bull, now a blind and deaf bull, bleeding from all orifices, driven mad from the pain, with two hind feet and six front feet. Okay, so I know that was a lot of info, but I felt it was best to give you all the details so I could get an answer without several emails back and forth. I can't wait for your response! Exclamation point! First off, I was, was going to say, first off is... Have you been like listening to like Slayer albums? Because it sounds exactly like a Slayer it's like album. Pantera and the Slayer and, <laughs> and like Guar. I was, gonna, I was gonna say a, a nice letter and invite him to tea and crumpets, but yeah. you know, the whole Orpheus thing, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I read this one and I was like, holy crap! I mean, this um, is a way to end a 22-year 20 20 campaign. I'm sorry. The, the, That's impressive. The coolest part about this is the fact that the god feeds off the energy of ghosts or spirits yeah. trapped in transition. Yeah. That is freaking amazing. <clears throat> like, I'm a god, and all of my worshippers aren't living, but they haven't moved on. So oh, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that now. That is freaking amazing. And now I'm crazy. Well, I mean, it, it's really I'm good. Up my butt. It's good that the guy. Yeah. I mean, it's good that the deity. Or he's, here. He's or having here. the deity fight them on a plane that's not his own. Yeah. yeah. Then he's not full. He doesn't have his full faculty. So obviously, he set it up. So there is a chance that they can defeat this guy. Yeah, I, th- I think the key here is going to be setting, setting, setting. I mean, it's it going to be all is. about setting the tone. Um, you know, going to some. Some better go into some good detail about yeah. where you know what this plane looks like, where this area looks like, right down to the actual battlefield, whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they are fighting. Get down to the color of the shrubberies. To let shrubberies, yeah. shrubberies. Can I have a pickled herring? <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, right down to you know, and, and the people they meet, leading right up to that to that last battle. Oh yeah, I mean every so they, little them, thing is going to help. Yeah, cuz they cuz if this is the finale, they need to make you you, know, you want to make sure that they're forming attachments mm-hmm. to anything and everything possible. So mm-hmm. that way they know what is at stake. Mm-hmm. Because you know, a, a final battle means nothing. Nothing at all if the if the stakes aren't raised and you know that the consequences are permanent. Well, and this is what I I would say. Yeah. The gloves are off. 
This is the last battle. Don't pull your punches. Sure, absolutely. I mean, you need to go full out. This is a god that's fighting these guys. Sure. And it's not going to be someone that just like, oh, I'm just not going to cast that fireball this time because they're losing. No, he's going to cast the fireball. He's driven mad. He's insane. He is going to destroy those insignificant little beings that keep poking them him with their sticks, their pointy little sticks. He's going to crush them. And so you, you just don't pull the punches. Make sure one of your players has a Vorpal sword. Um, there you yeah. go. I know. Yeah, I know. see, Vorpal <laughs> does not work I against uh, deities. Maybe or, it does. Or, or, no, it doesn't. There's most magical yeah. creatures it doesn't work against now. Yeah. So, that doesn't I just wanted to throw out a word that was a probably... Vorpal <laughs> Like it's like Vorpal was like second. The, 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 nothing could touch a Vorpal sword except for it, it could except touch for everything. De- deities, uh, Tarask, and there was a few others. But yeah, Minor, I mean, uh, Vorpal sword. Exception. Yes, I mean it could still do a lot of damage. Don't get me wrong; it's just not going to automatically decapitate someone on a critical. Enchant day. the Vorpal sword with Vorpal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, really, this you sounds. Cut your head off and put it back on. <laughs> <laughs> This sounds like a great way to end your campaign. Set up the battlefield, like Joe said, and give them every detail. Because this way, they know the layout, and they can use that to their advantage. But at the same time, this deity has probably been there for a while. And, Might have. You know, maybe. And he's going to, you know, you need to use it to his advantage as well. Um, oh my gosh! I, so here, here's this a, is just amazing. Sure. I have a, I have a thought, right? Because not the deity's not on his home plane, correct? Or its home plane. So, however, the deity is fueled and powered by all of these lost souls. And maybe he could right? use those souls too. That's what I'm saying. Is it's like maybe the deity actually gets a little weaker because the deity is shutting off these ghosts or some sort of incorporeal creature to attack them as minions oh hey that's so, a good idea so the deity actually is going to get a little weaker but he's mad so he doesn't really realize that he's like we're just going to destroy this and you know oh he, he rips a ghost off his shoulder whatever it is or it oozes out his feet or something Sends like that waves of these yeah he spits out a thousand ghost babies from his mouth or something <laughs> right like something like that you've been talking to michael brent <laughs> <laughs> no it's like you seem to yeah. like the the creatures yeah, that like have all yeah. the, like like uh seahorses right they yeah. have all their babies in their mouth well no i mean it's a great idea that. because that would explain i mean he could yeah. be sending all these undead ghosts and creatures after yeah. them he's taking the army with him and as long as they can fight them off they are whittling him down and so i would also say that uh if he's mad and erratic there should be some percentile on the deity's action that he doesn't actually like destroy one of his own people or inadvertently well, yeah. help yeah. the players yeah definitely that and should i would be also play. like not knowing the deity i would also say that if I were a DD trying to fight a group of people, the first thing I would do is try to take over one of the people in the group and turn them against Oh, them. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Take the gloves nice. off, man. Smack them in the mouth. They, they actually, yeah. You Let's need to pull if, the... Don't pull the punches. Here, just go all out. Here is, here is the thing. It's a 22-year campaign. This is the time where a TPK is, like, acceptable. Oh, yeah. Right? Absolutely. It's like, if, if this happens... The characters could not have been any more awesome or heroic or badass than they've been for 22 years. Yeah. And dying, fighting a crazy god who lives off the souls of millions of ex-worship or yeah. dead worshippers. Like, come on, man. If I'm going to go out, that's the way I want to go yeah. out. Yeah. Well, but, and not only that, 
even if they do die and you do pick up the next one and you're in that same world, now that world has dramatically changed because those heroes failed. And now you have a completely new story arc to go yeah. off of. Sure. So, uh, I like your idea, Drew, about turning someone against, mm -hmm. you know, turning one of your group members against yourself. But another possibility that I thought of mm -hmm. is creating um, mirror images of the people. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, okay. have to fight. Yeah, do, do, do totally. the evils, right? Yeah. yeah. The bizarros of the group. Mm -hmm. After yeah. they kind of warm up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be really cool. I mean, mirror, mirror image free for all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are so many possibilities since this and god is insane and crazy. The, all, all, all this kind of feeds into the, the main thing I was thinking about is, as we were reading that is um, the, the last thing you want here is for it to be just a boss monster and everybody goes and wails on the boss oh, monster. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you got to have some more flavor with... I mean, the, the atmosphere is great, but if, if the... If the boss monster is just a big monster, it's a big bag of hit points. It's gonna suck. Yeah. yeah. So the yeah. Uh, the throwing the ghosts out and the mirror image stuff, yeah, throw all the punches and uh, you, you don't want to make this a grain. Yeah. So, uh, I, well, I would I would think that making the I mean let, let's give oh, the let's give this evil really god you know some personality. Let's yeah. model this evil god after some uh, a famous figure. Who's that? Who's that actor that got the car accident and then he went batshit crazy? The what? The yeah, dude. He's a really crazy actor. Oh, Tom Cruise. No, well, no, that's Scientology. Oh, that's, okay. That's, Sorry. that's what did that. Who was the? But he had like a head injury in an accident, and he went like really crazy. And he like he's like people make fun of him all the time, and he looks. I don't know. But he's on commercials, and he like talks to a remote control or something like that. I have no clue what you're talking to. Um, all right, we're just gonna I move know. on. While <laughs> well, you look that up, we're gonna have a conversation. Um, yeah, I know sure. what you're talking about, Drew. I, just... I was. Oh, sorry. I'm... Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. I was. Um. I was just thinking, like, uh, maybe like that maybe famous historical figure. We can probably like model him after. Um... Oh, gosh. Boris the Butcher. <laughs> what from Snatch? Yes. <laughs> you, you just can't kill him. You just can't kill him. He keeps coming back up and fight, shooting more. Um. Well, we don't want to. Not necessarily like comical. Um, no, no. But, um, um. I would think like. Like his comedy. Yeah. Like, so yeah, somebody who's maybe like crazy, but almost zen-like. Or crazy. even uh, I mean, kind of Tim Curry's demon character from Legend would be really good. Or even those weird creatures that were chasing around him. Uh. There's a lot of really good resources out there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, one thing... Something maybe a little more modern, even. I mean, there's one thing that came to mind that... This is a god. Even if it is not his plane, I'm sure this god still has enough power to affect gravity. Um, change the dynamics of the area around him. Oh, maybe yeah, we can yeah. pull up big pillars of stone that weren't there. It was an open valley. Control the elements. Control yeah. the elements. I mean, this is a yes. god. I mean, there are so many things we could do with this fight. Um, okay, hey. Okay. Yeah, you it's got Gary Busey. Gary Busey. <laughs> <laughs> right. model, model this guy after, like, look at this picture. I saw the Amazon Fire Stick. I know. <laughs> he, something happened to that guy. Dude, just do a, a Google image search of Gary Busey, and you've got the inspiration for Scott. But, so, so I, I completely agree with Adrian said. You don't want a bag of hit points. And so... Here, if I was planning this and you asked for how do you kind of lay the groundwork for this, I would lay out a couple levels of desperation for the god, right? Mm -hmm. So there's an initial encounter, and if the players do 
a certain amount of damage, or they pull out something that the god is afraid of, or something like that, they hit desperation level one, and the god throws mirror images of the players at them. Mm-hmm. And then if they defeat that, the god gets a little crazier and a little more desperate. Mm-hmm. And then at like desperation level three, the god starts shedding parts of himself, which are these spiritual yeah. minions that come out, to the point where the god may just self-destruct because it doesn't realize what what he or she's doing yeah. to itself, but is just trying, like, getting crazier and crazier to try to beat this group of players. I mean, there's also the option, uh, you know, of opening dimensional doors where it shifts, you know, or planar shifts where it's bouncing across around the area where it attacks and then zips over to the other side. I, it's a god. There's so many abilities that it can have access to. So I think, um, in a nutshell, we're saying... This needs to be an all-out battle battle royale with no punches pulled. And if the party dies, who cares? That was an epic battle. Everyone is going to cheer at the end or, or you know, be sad, but they're still going to say that was amazing. And 22 years later, they're going to talk about it to their kids or their grandkids or whatever. You know, that's mm-hmm. what makes the game amazing. You know, but if you make it the giant bag of hit points... You're going to be at the end, and everyone's going to be, man, I just wasted 22 years of my life. <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. Yeah, right. You, yeah. you also may want to find out on one-on-one conversations, like not at the table, not even a game night, but before, you may want to ask your players individually if any of them want their characters to die. I, right? I think at this point, it doesn't matter. Well, some people play their characters. Some people freak out if they're well, big time. But oh, some yeah. people also play their characters wanting their character to die doing the most grandiose thing possible like for some people being a hero means you die for the cause and if you have a player that goes through and everybody's like beating up and taking care of the god and this one guy is just like doing crazy stuff it's like oh this is the last adventure i'm gonna headbutt the god on the toe or something like Mm -hmm. that like it just he just wants to get in there like, find out from your players beforehand. You may have a player that wants their character to die in this scene. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, and you need to let that happen. Uh, that, like, definitely yeah. in that situation, but I, I would say, you know, let them know, hey, this is the end. Yeah. And if you... There is a possibility you will all be wiped out. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. You know, but if there's one of you that really wants that uber-heroic death, let me know. We'll talk so, about yeah. it. Someone and, may want to be Sturm. Yeah. Right? Like, that's the easiest way yeah. to say it. Somebody yeah. may want to be Sturm Brightblade. And they're going to want to die on the castle wall fighting the dragon, yeah. right? Yeah, and it's entirely cool, like, if, if for some reason, like, a, a play, you know, a character death happens and you didn't mean it to, mm-hmm. and it just goes through, you know, I mean, really set some time aside and make that death as dramatic as possible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, because it's about the setting, it's about the the interaction and, and, um, and make that a driving force for the rest of the characters I mean, to go uh, on. No, I mean, that was, that's a good idea because, you know, who knows, maybe that death, you know, he does, he gives it his all, and that sparks the attention of the god he's worshipped. And now that deity comes in and is helping fighting against it. Or yeah. maybe grants some powers to the remaining players that give them an extra boost to, to fight off. I mean, there's Yeah, I mean, yeah. Put I mean, there are definitely several options you can, you can play this. I think, I think one of the main things to point out, though, and I, I actually forget it if, if you mentioned it in this email or not, but this is not something you're going to want to just have a four-hour gaming session, three hours of adventuring, come to the god, and then you have no. an hour left. This is this probably is an eight-hour thing, if not a couple days. In itself. Yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it, you should pretty much have, you should pretty much have the session before lead up to right yeah. until it's like, oh, we're throwing down and yeah. stop at the climax. And then the next session is. So I I, I ran a game for my buddies. Um, for his bachelor party, I ran a and D 3.5 game. In the session before, we pretty much we pretty much got him up to this huge war, and there there was actually a minor deity coming in with an army. And then at the bachelor party, that was all we did. It was like six hours of battle. You know, it was. It that was, sounds like an epic bachelor party. Heck with the strippers. Heck the with the the, the the casino. Yeah, like I'm sure I was like, oh, this character took her cloak off so she could fight better, and he was like, mm, stripping. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, no, I mean, Dutch. Um, but so so here, I mean, I just I want to get back to this because uh, we all kind of look at this. How would we do this if we were running this? Um, let's just say you ask your players, and one player says, yeah, I really want my character to die. I want this to be this grand heroic thing. Then you go, okay. If I pull out the red die when I go to attack you, you know this is it. And it's not going to be I'm the god's going to do 58 points of damage to you or whatever. You just say, okay, here we go. And ro- like show the player that die kind of inconspicuously and roll it. And then just have this tale of how this character dies mm-hmm. kind of thought out. You know, what does this do? Like all the other characters feel a sudden stab in their stomach as they hear the whale of this character and all of the lives he saved in the process, like, or something like, just build something up. And it doesn't yeah. have to be like, you have to feel horrible because this other character died, but yeah. it should be like a reflection on everything the character's done to this point. Absolutely. Yeah. That itself draws, yeah, it does, it does, um, um, just that little bit of, I guess, reminiscing yeah. about the, that, that adventurer's life is enough, emo- has enough emotional investment, especially after 22 yeah. years. Oh, if you're yeah. not emotionally invested in that, what is wrong with you, yeah, man? Yeah. And why have you been playing for so long? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's one thing in gaming, in any any type of gaming, board gaming, D&D, mm-hmm. video games, even just storytelling in itself, yeah. bringing up you know, an adventure that's lasted over 20 years. There's going to be things that you guys reminisce about still that have happened over the last 20 years. Incorporate that. Yeah. Find some way to bring more, even more meaning to it. Maybe that could be part of the uh, mere reflection of the heroes. They uh, oh. they fight younger versions of themselves. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh, I'm getting or, so or some <laughs> Or, no, that's great. Or some of the spirits that the god is shedding off actually, like, Maybe even at one point they come, like they flee the god and break away and come to help save the group at some point because this character saved, like saved their yeah. grandfather or their right or they like son protect or... the body after he's fallen and these spirits just come and huddle it and maybe the god is like I'm crazy and I'm gonna smash this thing and the spirits actually like blast the god back a hundred feet or something. Take this up another level. Take this up another level. Yeah. And, and the spirits that they cast off are NPCs that you've killed in prior games. Oh yeah, one. Well, I mean, like they could it. be retaliating. Oh yeah. I mean, there's 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 several levels we can look at this. I mean, even you know, if we bring in the aspect of that deity coming in, maybe the deity opens up a way for those spirits to actually pass on. You know, move to the yeah, next level. Yeah, that's that part of the reward. And so, yeah. well, not, not only that, now that God that he's been holding on to that that's been fueling him. Now that battery is gone. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that it is weakening him. I mean, there's so many options, so many ways we can look at this, and really focus on this. Um, Hopefully we've given you enough suggestions. 
Yeah. Um, I, we've gone over time on this one just because it's a huge, huge thing. You know, I wouldn't be afraid to have the gods slink off to another section of, of the plane and the heroes have to go trudge on some more. Um, it doesn't need to be one fight. It could be a series of battles because yeah. this is a god. He's going to have a lot of energy and power. And so it's not going to be just a one sit down and go. You're going to say something, I know. <laughs> I love when Dennis leans into the mic and then he like snaps back at the last thing. He's like, oh, I'm not going to say yeah. it. <laughs> Never mind, I shouldn't say that. And, and all the orifices. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it took you 22 years to get to this battle. It damn well better take 22 to finish it. Well, no, I mean, you don't want it to be done in an hour or two. Or, yeah, I mean, it needs to last and i wouldn't be Hell afraid with that, man. TPK to make and roll up new characters <laughs> yeah I, I mean i wouldn't be afraid to Done. make it stretch i mean this is not going to be an easy battle you you want to i mean we've given you several great suggestions on what you can throw at your players and if they can i mean they're level 30 multi-class plus whatever i'm sure they have magic weapons or whatever this should be a fight where they have to use all of their resources to get through this battle they, i mean yeah. they should be exhausting you know wands and rods and they had their they should yeah. be expending their rods yeah or the rashes of the rashes yeah rashes <laughs> their wine skins. you know potions should be going should be going like crazy they, they scrolls well should be, be burning up i mean they should be using every resource available flasks they, of oil thrown yeah, to yeah. i mean if they magic. defeat this god and return home and they have everything intact you did something wrong yeah I agree. Yeah, yeah. and uh, th this is this is a, a massive success story on uh, a D and D campaign. Yeah, twenty two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, you know we we run a little magazine, so we'd like to uh, get a narrative. And I mean, th this is this is the kind of thing that oh, yeah. I'd love yeah. to hear from. And uh, print in our magazine for, for everybody to, to try and emulate. This is this is something else. Yeah, I'd be like to see what the you, Adrian. Yeah, you talk magazine dot com. Yeah. All right, so the uh, the old time gamers out of Tallahassee, you've been told you can write an article, absolutely, and it can be published. Yep, absolutely. And you can tell us how you successfully ran a twenty two year year campaign. Because yeah, I went. That's actually true. That's actually true. Yes, I really want to. I have done. You want to see pictures? Four. I've gone four straight years. I don't think I've ever done. I've yeah, never I, been able to pull up anything I, longer than I that. I think my so. longest campaign was. was with my group of bouncers, and that was about four years yeah. as well. My longest um, campaign was three sessions. Just, <laughs> just so you know, avid listeners, the longest Dungeon Crawlers radio campaign is one game! One session. <laughs> and half of that session was really trying to tell kids to shut up. So. <laughs> and, then Alan, and then Alan told them to kill an old lady. <laughs> and then we then a couple of people in the group boiled her head. <laughs> Yeah, I, I boiled the whole body. I yeah. wanted to, get, to say not, not just skinning it, but actually boiling this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wouldn't skin it. That's weird. yeah. And then they met. Then they met the 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 the. the, 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 the go to the brew smith the, and use their yeah. boiling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the beer is gonna taste weird yeah. after this one. Why does the beer taste like grandma? Yeah. And then they went to the thieves guild. You know, to have the leader help him, and he's like, "Well, if you can get my mom to come here and talk to me, and guess who the mom was? Yeah, the old yeah. lady they killed." <laughs> That's yeah. why they were trying to boil the bones to make it look like she'd been done for a while. And we successfully did that. Yeah. We successfully did that. And when I gave the rationale, he's like, why do I have this bag of bones? I was like, that's your mom, man. We went to her house and she, she had been passed away for a while. He's like, 
no, my servant sent her lunch. <laughs> I was like, we might need to run. Right now, we might need to run our asses off. It was awesome. Out of this it was kind of sad. I was like, I, I was like this, I was, a, I, was, I, was a, I was like a criminal, and I was the, being the moral compass, because I was like, this is really gross. She's a criminal. <laughs> yeah. She was like, oh. She was like, I'm I'm a, I was small and dainty, and I ran away from all the fights, but I'm just like, wow, also, whose spell book was a Kindle, which was... <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Love it. Yeah. Anyway, alrighty. Well, I think we, one, we, I think we've done. given you tons of ideas. If you need more suggestions, write us back. We'll be more than happy to. You know, even if you you played like a couple hours into this battle and you're like, okay, this is where we're at. Yeah, I need some more know. advice. Yeah, we'll, we'll be more than happy to jump back on this. So, awesome. All right. With that said, we are out of time. We're out of here. Uh, thanks for listening in. Tune in on uh, we, we, Thursday. Thursday, because it'll be Fan X. It won't be live, but we will have something for we'll you that will be fresh, you. new, and not pre-recorded. No, more, pro. no more best ofs. So with that, no more of that we're out there. Sweet. Do it. You're oh, it's my yes. turn. Yes. Do it, Rockefeller. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Sally. Good night, world. And please, get more from your games. Do you want more great shows like tonight's show? Then help support Dungeon Crawlers Radio by going to www.patreon.com forward slash Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Simply choose your level of support and join the geek revolution. Excellent!